0: yo what's up welcome crouches episode 250 boom getting ready oh we might do another one how you guys doing it is the official pre-show for uh day number five guys man we had some insane games yesterday you ready for more yes that was uh quite the evening can't say that i caught all the games
1: live but uh some surprising results, I would say, uh, to put that lightly.
2: I mean, Surprise. to you guys
1: for sure. Yes, the, uh, the, the yeah. typical. The people that
2: forced me into the into this decision for ha- having to f- defend our common bracket of two APEC teams in the finals. Yeah. Yes, I, I would expect you guys to be
0: surprised. Listen, you don't understand. Philly and Hangzhou are going to make it to the finals together. Uh, both Glads and Shock are going to get disqualified, and then Spark and Fusion are going to be the finals. <laughs> Some okay? illegal Overwatch maneuvers. Yeah, they're both going to cheat. Both those teams are going to cheat, like the North American cheaters. They all are. True. They're gonna copy the mayhem and just cheat. Fucking cheaters. Well done. Somebody's gonna th- throw you a. F- didn't even do oh anything. like, you're, you're like, you're like, you're like, oh, just you know. Yeah, you
1: literally got up to go pee and then came back and were like, oh, "Yeah, where is NA? Ooh.
2: Everything was like fine and then you two toddlers just wrecked the living room. <laughs> like I came back to disaster.
0: Oh, and then you made well, no well. you made no good points to try and save it. You're just like, you know what? We're it gonna just we're gonna let, trust it. Me. We're Very gonna true. let it sit. Very you know? true. Yeah, yeah. Just, Just trust the person
1: who has been gassing up Christopher the entire season and consistently votes against him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trust him. I, I mean that,
2: no, I that is one one weakness. But did I not tell you that Seoul was literally going to Seoul? I literally told you what once the, again. What was the, precedent for that, the
0: What was the precedent for that though? They lost to fusion uh, I, one time. Ch- like there was no precedent that that was gonna, you know, be the case again. They don't even have Changun Chang. anymore. Come on.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, they have the other guy, though.
0: What? Uh, who's? The, you know? what you, what's the other guy?
2: Yeah, who's the other guy? You're blaming MMA. Look, you you got you got to read the magic in order to follow this one. Look no further than the Ark Wizard. You know. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's down to that. But like, it felt high time that Soul was going to Soul my goodness. And, and also, I feel like a lot of what, like, happened is just feels like, unfortunately, that the APEC level was impacted by the quality of uh, scrims that they had available to, no, to no. them. In, they uh,
0: had to wake up too early. I'm not having it. They didn't get their coffee. Um. <laughs> And, um, you know what? If APAC was allowed to wake up at 11am instead of 10am, it'd be different. It'd be different. They would, they would three zero everybody, uh, wouldn't be close. Um, they would, they would have one extra hour of sniffing glue, which helps. Trust me, I do it all the time. Cop, cop, cop. Um. Okay. Any, any anything else, it. anything else to get out of the way early? Before we... <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that. I thought I turned the alerts off, but I don't know if it's coming through on the stream or not. We will... Uh... I'll uh... <laughs> address all alerts based stuff at the end of the stream. All right, Joe, final... You know, We're about to get the episode started proper, so uh, last chance to defend us. Is there any way... Is there any defense left? Wait, wait. Okay, go. What is that? What did you just do? I'm I'm giving Joe the opportunity to talk through his argument. You're gonna get me banned. Stop that! I can't <laughs> even. I can barely hear it. By the way, so whatever you're trying to do, it's barely coming through, and it just sounds like a garbled mess. Oh so really? no! Uh, no search.
2: It, yeah. it was the clown theme. Okay.
0: All Why right. is my sound quality so bad? I don't understand what's going on. I don't know. It's it's the music. It's not anything else. Anyway, uh, while I figure this out, swear to God, I, all right, you know what, let's get this shit started for real. We have a limited time here, obviously the actual games are going to be starting soon, soon being in like just under two hours time, um, and we've got a lot to get through. So episode 250, without further ado, brought to you by Elavista, Bay Bay, Battlecrab, Refine Being Brosbot Buuha, Chari. Philadelphia is more of a stage three team anyway. Chris R34444, four, 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 Cash67, lotion Pork Shop Samming, Rex saying, Smooth Nuts in Your Misery. YouTube members, I Sam Jello, William Jesse, Vishman, Fire Element 6, AK, and Chris R. First thing on the docket is um, why don't we just get this one out of the way really quickly? Actually, even before that, um, Joe, announcements. Joe's muted. Are you muted, Joe? I can't hear you. Great timing. Joe died. Volumel's dead. Do you guys appreciate okay, sign how language? I zoomed way into his face so we can actually see his head? What did you do, man? Your your voice is gone. Do sign language. Ah, okay. Again, there. This is gonna be a two-man show. You. Oh my god. I think I, uh, oh my uh, god. Uh, Goodbye. Well. And he's gone. Well, okay, well. Well, we'll figure that out later.
2: Let's do our bracket predictions now so I have a chance to outvote.
0: All right, do your bracket <laughs> predictions right now then. Go on.
2: Uh, Apex matches, every single one will go the NA way.
0: Yikes, anyway. <laughs> When did you become such a simp, by the way? What happened to you? you no, to like my, n-
2: n- n- it's motivated reasoning, that's what it's called, because oh, I so want to... You're,
0: you're the average relative, then, I understand. Yes, because, I, like, yeah, but
2: I have sophisticated motivations, you know? I want to feel justified in the take that it was pretty bad to not give APAC as much practice opportunities, and... Give contenders teams as late access, therefore severely limiting the quality of this region. See?
0: See, what they should have done is allowed mm-hmm. the APAC teams to just practice as much as possible, even outside the five hours, and then yes. boom. And then boom. It'd be super you, you wanna, <laughs> you want, You want me to go nuclear? <throat> Dude, this is your moment. A, Joe's, not here. Joe's not here to stop you. So you if you if I'm you want to say the it, floor, you can have the
2: floor. I think this might be the season where the baby rage of North American, you know, like front office people and the teams has finally made it so that like the competition is now completely stacked against APEC. <laughs> where like okay, like everything I, I even concede that everything that happens at at, uh, at MM is probably fair. Um, the thing is, like, whatever happened beforehand wasn't, and therefore, like, there was a competitive disadvantage. Now you could argue that was always the case in the prior seasons, because, like, the contender scenes were inherently stronger. Then again, what what makes uh, regional sh- strength? What should you be limiting? What not? Blah, 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 blah. Long story short, I think this is, like, in the, now we're getting into the region where, like, systemic differences are unfortunately compromising. Uh, Maybe, maybe also in a way that you can't really fix it because one big aspect is just like the asymmetry, you know, like if one one region has thirteen, one has seven, and because you don't need to dodge like literally the best teams every other week because you're playing against them, that means the quality of your individual practice will just be higher on average, right? That just makes sense.
0: What we need. So what we need is you know. And the playoffs and the finals, everyone comes to the same location, everyone has to travel, everyone has to wake up at the same time, everyone gets the same amount of practice, and then everything is chill.
2: Right yeah, now, like, you know what What a great idea would be? St- imagine everyone, let's say, let's pick a random city, like LA. Like, every team was just in LA, and you'd pray, maybe, you know, I don't know, play from an arena or something. Let's try that you know and maybe that could facilitate top-tier competition and also content i'm not sure but i guess like sad. in order to playing from la in order to uh, get happy about your esports experience i guess you got to have a randomized uh, location um, slapped on front of it so you can feel alive and appreciate esports for nothing that has anything to do with the game
0: another right, joes I'm doing back it again. now that joes back just cuz no anymore can i can you hear me you, we can, beautiful. It's announcements Thank time. You. It then is we're, announcements then we're time. We going to get into some chunky drama, or maybe it's not yes. that chunky. But we'll find out. It's announcements time. Big old
1: crunchy chunky drama. But you know what's not crunchy? That's right. It's JukedG. Uh TCP and Juke have partnered up. Uh, if you watch Lasso, um, we you know announced the partnership. We're you know working with them for about a month. Um, you know, trying to highlight uh, their their social application. That's a uh, pretty you know pretty tailored to your espo- all of your esports needs it's got schedules it's got you know content aggregation if you're not necessarily super big on reddit and twitter and how toxic those communities can be uh juked is actually oh, going out there and trying to uh you know mitigate that and, and you know creating a platform that's a little bit more um friendly to long-form discussions um one of the big ways that we've kind of reached out with juke um in this kind of uh partnership or activation um is we've kind of cel- we're, we're, we've created this this kind of makeshift award the juked mvp award and we were trying to celebrate both you know high level overwatch analysis and you know trying to shine a light on some of our favorite players but also shining a light on uh you know fellow fellow people like you all all you watchers out there all you youtube frogs um so we've got some some beautiful uh comments that have been posted over on juked uh, we're going to be doing this obviously for the next month so uh There's going to be different awards each week. We're going to have different ways that you can kind of come on the show. This week was, you know, who uh, you guys thought was going to be maybe the way too early MVP of the midseason madness, and we've got some some regulars. Fire Element, obviously, coming in, giving Fleta a vote, even though you know maybe didn't have the the best game ever, but obviously one of the most uh, successful player. You know, mostly
0: this was was posted before last year's game, easily, easily.
1: 100 percent uh do, do you E hulky uh we're, we're gonna have to talk later um just throwing it out there you know do you have to slide in those do emails. you like like
2: if you guys like let let me let me tell you something about getting early on new platforms that are promising right everyone that's a little older when remember when for instance the reddit experience was amazing unfortunately there's something within the human algorithm where at some point, like it doesn't even need a Pi Piper, even though it could be that there's some, you know, nefarious source behind all of this. But eventually, a population of too many lemmings will just run off a cliff. So just mm-hmm. enjoy Juke now, because as I can tell you, I've gotten plenty mad at Reddit. I've not, I've yet to get mad at Juke
1: honest yeah. to god like it's it's a pleasant experience if you are interested in multiple different esports, head on over there check it out um if even if you're just interested in, in overwatch in particular like they're they've i've talked to fish sticks in particular in chan man um you know pretty mm-hmm. much in contact with them a lot of the time and you know they're pretty committed to even the tier two scene so go check them out mm-hmm. um another thing to add is that they are uh crowdsourcing a lot of their their funding um Juked is actually doing a community fundraising opportunity uh to allow you guys the fans um and the community a- ad hoc to join and create uh, the best product in community in esports so if you're interested in joining interesting investing head on over you can invest in Juke. they're uh they're aiming for about four hundred thousand. so you know they're they're a ha- quarter of the way there i believe um so head on over let us know or let them know we sent you, and I believe you'll also get a badge in the coming months. We're working on, you know, like a little, a little TCP nod to the fans. So oh, uh, very cool. Check that out.
0: Yeah, awesome. So there it is, guys. Our new partnership with Juked. Um, Go and support brilliant platform. And actually, something just came to mind while we we're talking about that. Uh, this is a very important tournament for MVP, Rookie of the Year, maybe even Coach of the Year yes. type of nominations because this is our only international tournament before the playoffs and I mean I think the awards are all decided before the playoffs anyway so I mean if there's a time 100%. for a player or a coach or whoever to submit themselves as the front runner probably the leading candidate and the most likely winner for a particular award kind of is in my opinion going to happen this tournament so yeah if you're if you're Reiner or you're and you're in that winners bracket final you will one of which will definitely be going to the grand finals I mean that's a big <laughs> ass deal if Reiner beats Proper, that's pretty big. If Proper beats Reiner, that's pretty big. Like Whoever comes out on top is going to have a pretty damn good time. Um, coaching as well. I mean, Gladiator is about to make potentially a second final <laughs> here. If they went back-to-back, you For have sure? to give the nod to Face. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's like, everyone's probably thinking about unto right now because he's kind of like the face of the team. Ironically, it's the face of the team. But no, the actual fake, right. Face is actually the head coach who's been with the Gladiator system the entire time. His first outing as head coach on yep. the Gladiators after DP leaves and they already have a title maybe you're looking for a second title that's pretty insane um Shock as well I mean look mm-hmm. if Krusty can take a brand new team of almost entirely rookies I think it's six rookies plus Violet to yep. a championship that's insane it's like a, a completely new team and if Shock can be a championship title team again I mean that it's unbelievable for Krusty's legacy mm-hmm. um Even just looking throughout the the other plays as well, like uh, Spark looked pretty good. They can make a bit of a run for it. They have Alpha-E on the team. Um, Zest and and 3 on the other side with Fusion, and they're playing against each other today. The wonder that game is going to carry a lot of weight moving forward, especially if a team like Spark can keep on going and maybe get a rematch versus Gladiators, maybe make it the finals, who knows. Um, Dragons, to keep their legacy going, need to really push forward. And you're, at best now, going to have probably one APAC team versus the loser of San Francisco and gladiators in the lower bracket final. Um, that's assuming that Atlanta don't just blow everybody through. That would be really crazy for Atlanta. Cause you know, they've had some interesting results over the course of the tourney. Um, and they've at moments looked really good, looked really bad versus London. So it's still a hard team to read. Um, yeah. I mean all the different players that are in conversation for whatever award that people think mm-hmm. they should get. This is the tournament tournament that I think is the most important. For that uh, that kind of nomination,
1: yeah, it's a lot of weight. Like you said, it's uh, one of the only international events, and with the way that voting works, it closes pretty pretty early before playoffs. So, uh, yeah, would have to agree. Yeah,
2: I think uh, also you just gotta consider like historically, and I'm not sure how they're handling it this year, but we are pretty like we're over halfway point of what is going to be considered by the time everyone has to cast their vote. Uh, for season MVP so I feel like that those, those you know thoughts and who you might put on the ballot are actually viable to you know sort of pre-formulate because I feel like once you get to have to write down a name you now have to parse through all the data again I think yeah. like having like a mid-season MVP for you to like cross check and then aggregate like helps you aggregate better by the time you actually mm-hmm. have to cast a vote.
1: And don't even worry if you're uh, if you're interested in some of that, you know, these next few weeks uh, could be some content for you with this, uh, this break that we're heading into. I think yeah. we're going to do some, some fun stuff, so stay tuned if you're uh, interested in that.
0: All right. Well, keep an eye out, and by the time we get to the end of this tournament, that's going to be a very interesting conversation, but thought it would be mm-hmm. worth bringing it up anyway because it's something to think sure. about now as we're getting through to the real business end of the tournament and also the business end of what is our kind of only global tournament before we hit the playoffs where you know by then it'll be too late to decide things like mvps that will have already been decided uh drama of the week something happened as it usually does and uh, yeah. i don't know is it i guess it is kind of drama let's just do it maybe it's shockwave it's shockwave being dropped by mm. the vancouver titans today we part ways with shockwave we want to thank shockwave for his time and dedication throughout the season we appreciate his passion and wish him nothing but the best moving forward wow the, i this one is excuse the pun pretty Odd. shocking like i did not expect this i think most people did not expect this
1: no and did it's you- it's bizarre it is nuts to me that like somebody as talented as shockwave um I think we talked a little bit prior to the show. I don't know if we're going to get into uh, the 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 weeds of that discussion, but it does make sense in some context. But on like performance level wise, I feel like Shockwave feel like should be one of the best players on this team, right? Like Aspire has been an absolute standout, but like Shockwave year by year has been impressive. No,
2: okay, last year he hasn't played, right? So or sure, not, but not. you can't really hold that against him. No, no, you can't. But like to say like he was nuts every year is also like I, you sure, guys know that. Right. Like I'm, I'm simply well, hey, hey, on hey, hey, the don't, regular, don't throw me but, into that. Hey, <laughs> but that was Joe's comment. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm saying like I'm not trying to badmouth uh, Shockwave, but realistically, mm. unfortunately, we can't, couldn't see his development much last year due, due yeah. to the visa situation. Couldn't really see it this Definitely year. Definitely one of the best, better players uh, at the start. Now he hasn't played since DPA Takeover, correct? Ch- Fact check me. Does Chat? He- Fact check me. I, no I don't idea. think he has. And therefore I, no I felt it was pretty telegraphed that this was coming. In my mind, I that the time I was running on that one. But also uh, and this is it. where okay, this is here's my my cold reading ability, right? Mm-hmm. I have zero internal information. It would not be challenging probably for me to find anything out, but I haven't done so yet. I right, expected as much. I even made like a mental marker to mm. uh, talk to people in the know on, on this because. We'll just wait um, for Halo for now then. It, okay. It, yeah. it felt weird that like he wasn't playing because you would mm-hmm. ideally think. I think, um, it, like DePay never using him in some way. Probably indicates something, and does that doesn't just necessarily have to be, you know, anything nefarious going on, sure, or of like there are various reasons. So re- one very feasible reason as to why you would not include Shockwave into your uh, into your regular rotation is maybe you think that there's currently not a chance for him to break into the hero pool because of your preferences on your player uh, players otherwise they have pretty big holes in their roster still they don't have a main tank they really desperately need one a player that can cover the main tanks right mm-hmm. now the uh, the problem is that probably their budget has been uh like largely used up i could easily see how shockwave in order to attract Shockwave, and Shockwave then attracts other players. Sure. they probably had to make a pretty sizable move for him. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm the pay coming in, looking at the payroll, maybe I w- I want to try to uh, free um, stuff up. Once again, I'm not hinting at anything here. This is just like how I would cold call people with the approach of that idea, right? Um, it makes
1: sense. Makes so perfect sense.
2: I think there are very many non-nefarious reasons as to why, like, this was the way it went. Shockwave also mm-hmm. came out and said, like, this wasn't his decision. Um, I, I also think, like, it's going to be increasingly challenging for him to find a new squad this midseason. For sure. I think there's ever so few spots available uh, for him at yeah. this point. Um, most will probably come with a paid cut. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's overall a pretty perplexing situation just from a name recognition value because it always felt like Shockwave was the golden boy for mm-hmm. this team. Yeah, but like if you don't like you, you got to be a serious coach at some point, and if you don't think that, like, you can work him into your system, mm-hmm. I mean, you now okay, like if if it's not Shockwave's call, the pay made that decision then you live and die by this, right? Like, if, if the replacement you have or the the resource allocation that you now freed up through getting rid of Shockwave um, doesn't convince, then you made probably not a great decision and we can judge you on that, right? If sure. if it works out, then this was a hard decision that made you help your franchise. So I think these are the types of moves you—they are not out of the ordinary and I'm not flabbergasted by them in, in any way, I don't think. Even I think though, the only thing course, that's like I think, kid's cracked. So I, I
0: yeah,
2: I much rather have an Overwatch League where Shockwave for once can play an entire season, which he's yet to do. Um, so yeah. yeah. Well, let's
0: before you before you comment, Joe. Let's get yeah the the Shockwave's actual comment here. We can narrow some things down. Not my decision, but I hope our team hope the team will do well in the future. Thanks for the time, and Kuva Titans. GG, Skullface. Um. Because so, there was some speculation that maybe he chose to leave the team. Maybe he wasn't happy. Maybe he was mentally out of it. Um, blah, 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 blah. He's confirming that's not the case. He wanted to stay and play. It's not his call. So, yeah, this is um, a Titans staff decision. Somewhere between Justin, the GM, and EP he the head coach, somewhere in that mix this happened. Could be for a number of different reasons. Yes, you already mentioned... Yeah. Possibly making budget space. Possibly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, wasn't I don't know if if you were to speculate, could be could be a reason where Shockwave wasn't able to fit into DP's plans or Justin's plans or or be able to I don't know. Yeah, could have been an altercation as well. Bit of a muse finale, KDG situation. <laughs> no one knows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impossible to say. Really. Yeah, I- there, there's a
2: metric fuckton of reasons why you get rid of a player, but like, there's mm-hmm. at this point, there's just no reason to, um, to assume anything of negative nature. That said, I will say, like, I think the the watch world is flipping out a little bit about this. When, I don't know, I I wasn't particularly surprised after how this developed.
1: I mean, I think it is surprising because I think in like one hand, you can't really look at like how kind of woeful to to play with the meme a little bit you know the vancouver titans have been since like fumbling the runaway bag um and then to see this it's a little perplexing and then to also i, I know that both you and i just talked to Depay not too long ago uh about you know him joining the team and like what you know if this was you know could we expect any kind of changes whereas he's going to kind of stay the course and at the time he seemed like he was pretty you know hell-bent on you know stick into things if you change things up then that only adds you know then you just have a different set of problems um was was the quote that you know stuck out to me so unless he's kind of changed his mind on that like again i think that for the future uh yeah you're probably going to need you know some solution at tank because mirror just isn't going to cut it and then false is just like the most okay as as it gets um and then you lose a little bit of firepower. I think the tweet um from Shockwave leans a little bit into your theory. I think, you know, I, I would definitely subscribe to that, knowing that like, yeah, this isn't my fault, guys. Like this isn't this isn't my choice. Like it is what it is. Like it, you know, what can you do? Business. Um, but I think, you know, Shockwave has a, a bright future with him. Hopefully he stays within Overwatch and uh you know, maybe plays in tier two, maybe goes to collegiate. You had an interview um, I think
0: just you had an interview with Shockwave. About a month back?
1: A hot minute ago, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um anything gleaned. I from think that? like I, I, and now I remember he did definitely play in that game and it was close. Um so he did play under the pay. Um but like I think um, the general consensus here was not really like I, I think he enjoyed being like uh, in the new system. I think like he outlines outlined how uh D-Pay and Christopher had similar approaches. I think, like, the, the overwhelming energy I got was a general, you know, like, satisfaction with the Overwatch ecosystem, more so, you know, like, not being able to heavily grind, like, that was someone that was very driven, you could tell that this was a kid that just wanted to sit down for 15 hours a day and just mm-hmm. grind out, uh, but, you know, no ranks and whatnot, and that just makes it very challenging, right? And keep in mind at the time, the data wasn't up as well when we did that interview, so um yeah, I don't know, like i don't I didn't see any breaks that would have informed my opinion on what transpired mm-hmm. like, if anything probably dis discredits my thoughts on this process, but yeah, I don't know, like so uh,
0: something within the last I, month, you know yeah, maybe yeah, within, yeah. maybe even within the last couple of weeks. Yeah, could be could be a quick right. quick decision. The, the next question ends up being, do they need a replacement here? Because they have rosters now <laughs> in a funny kind of way. <laughs> Three supports, by the way. One tank, two DPSs. Mirror, I guess, <laughs> also counts as a tank. But at this point, Mirror can't play tank for your team because you only have two DPSs. So unless yeah. one of Aztec or Scarippa is going to be a DPS when Mirror decides to go Doom, you've lost your... Second slash third DPS. You've also dropped Psycho a little bit earlier on, by the way, as well. Um uh-huh. you're at this stage where you've you're you're sitting at the roster minimum, which is six players, right? This is the absolute minimum. Yeah. Um and nobody in their right minds would ever construct a minimum roster of six players and half of it is support. Now obviously that's not the idea that Titans were going with at the start of the season, but that is the place that we are at now. Which does say to me, because you also you also mentioned they desperately need a main tank. Well, how about a third DPS player? Do they also desperately need a third DPS player?
2: Um, I mean, it doesn't hurt, I think, more so than anything else. I think with Mirror, you unfortunately do. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, like, you could get, like, a banger DPS and like for instance some people have have said king i'm not sure if there would be competition on this player and what kind of a budget you would have to shell out for him i think like if if it was to be a big budget because you're fighting against other teams then that's less preferable than one decent dps player and one decent main tank player i think that's sure. what mostly complements now if you can get king and a, a decent um, main tank then now you're cooking and now you might even dream of like making it to tenth place uh, in the sure. second half of the season, right? I
0: don't, I don't necessarily agree that the season's over either because we're about to get a clean slate uh, for Summer Showdown, and yep. then you look at these upcoming matches. Their schedule is pretty nice. Like you mm-hmm. don't, you don't, yeah. you're not going to get a better schedule than this, really, or not? So yep. there was a world where I truly believed that maybe that Vancouver could get a a, a nice renaissance in stage three. Maybe even qualify into the tournament. Yep. Uh, go to go to Toronto, which is you know within their country. I don't I don't know. It's it's, but not a strong point. But my point is, um, that yeah, like it was going to be a clean slate for them a little bit. Do, do I think they're going to make playoffs? It's going to be difficult but for this team. A, a big turnaround would already just be to to play well in the next stage. Forget about making playoffs for now. It's about being competitive, yep. uh, moving forward with DP at the helm. So 100% they're going to need to sign something in the next. I think couple you agree.
2: You also probably need an assistant coach. I, I mean, I do that wouldn't happen.
1: <laughs> I think I, I don't, I don't know that Depay would would uh, look cross at me for saying this, but I think he's like very headstrong and like knows what he wants. And it doesn't, I, I, I I've never gotten the vibe that like, he's found like, you know, uh, the, the assistant for him. Um, and oh, I he's think also, an that, no? Sure. But like, what are you going to do? Like chuck a bag at face right now? Like, right. Yeah. Just just for right now. Yeah. Just for the new situation. No, 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 not at all. Um, I think like that's, that's a struggle. I think he's also commented as much that like, he almost prefers to kind of go at it alone, like make mistakes on his own and just kind of like learn um to 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 go fast and not have a ton of bureaucracy i think i agree that like they have to pick somebody up and looking at some of the contenders games that have been played recently and looking at this patch i think maybe getting ahead of the curve and like signing somebody who is like by and far really really good at junker queen could be a look i think having somebody come in um that has experience playing i don't know that this player exists but like having having somebody that has experience playing main tanks but also is like Quite proficient at Junker Queen could be kind of interesting. Also having a flex is, would be
0: good. Neither do I. I but like, that's, What's Gig doing? What is what is God is Good doing these yeah, days? Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. how a terrible shout. Like uh, he's been an album. I don't know. He's sure, kind of valiant. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, it's <sighs> yeah. It's Look, it's a tough situation. They also can't. It's un, Mirror's probably not going to play Doom next meta anyway because Doom's been nerfed. So I guess Mirror is just going to be a dedicated second DPS. Um. Without getting too deep into the speculation of what next meta is going to be, because remember, Contenders is playing, but they are also playing one patch. Direct. Yeah. Before. They were playing one patch after Owl, but also one patch before Beta Live. Even though the beta's gone, mm-hmm. there was a hot fix on the beta, mm-hmm. which actually nerfed Junker Queen's Shout, and um, I think gave Doom True. some slight buffs, mm-hmm. and some other changes as well, like nerfing Zen. So even the, the even the patch that Contenders is currently competing on is not indicative of what Al's going to play on for Summer Showdown. Al's going to be on the latest patch, as far as I'm aware, which is one after Contenders. So yep. who knows? I'm not going to speculate too hard on, on meta. Um, I guess that's pretty much it for Vancouver Titans talk, Shockwave talk, right? Yep. No one else sure. has anything else to bring up there? Shall we get into... Nope. Uh, yeah, I'll spend like half an hour, maybe tops on on match recaps, then we'll do a little bit of the previews as well. Um, just go down the list in terms of... What, actually, because our last episode was day two preview, why don't we just just blow through very quick thoughts on the other day that's also happened. So we had yeah. the actual upper bracket games, Shock London, Dallas Dragons, et cetera, and then we had the lower bracket games, and then we had yesterday's game. So let's blow through day two and three very quickly... Just fast thoughts on those, and then we'll actually dive into the the, the minutiae of last night.
1: I thought Chalk London was quite competitive, surprisingly enough. Obviously, you know, for those that tuned in last week, or, or rather this week, but a couple days ago. Um, my pride did not hit. I went for the bold one. I went for the, you know, the three lions coming home, and uh, it definitely did not come home um but i thought it was competitive through and through and uh they they gave shocker run for their money thought it was relatively close for
0: a 3-1 why don't we talk about the the london loss to florida then because that's got to be an upset right it's got to be an upset considering how hiked up london were into this tournament and how you know the opposite would be true for mayhem i don't want to shit on mayhem i think they 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 did well they deserved to win uh, they, mm-hmm. they played Philly close as well i think mayhem once again proves that they are an underdog that you cannot underwrite Yep. um but london out in two games well actually that's not correct they're out in three games cuz they out beat three, rain and yeah. then lost twice so thoughts on london being gone straight off the platform i would, almost.
1: i would say the uh the mayhem upset for sure um when you when you come into the mid season madness and you three you know you beat them in five nail biting fashion exactly right like that should give you a lot of confidence i don't think that london performed up to their potential uh those last few months it was very quiet you you see backbone come in on the may and you expect big things and you just don't get big things like it was it was quite quite poor
2: i'd say yeah that's unfortunately true it felt like I don't know, like, if you look at the team that just beat Atlanta and the what Atlanta is currently able to do, you, you must feel like they, unfortunately, like, yes, no, transitive property doesn't work quite like that. And I think there's also something to be said about, like, how matchups shake out and, like, the, the bracket seeding determining a lot of the outcomes of this event. But at the same time, like, you look at the eye test and, yeah, unfortunately, this team didn't play up to the uh, level that they can play.
1: They had some flashes of brilliance, but like just in terms of going into those championship rounds, like it would they, they looked gassed. Like it was not it was not the London that I think we we expected to see coming through this like regular season stage. Yeah.
0: Speaking yeah, of which, let's talk about a team that did actually go out 0 2. They only played two games. Talk about the Dallas Fuel. Now versus Dragons. Yeah. Probably not the most <laughs> unexpected game considering Dragons they actually played pretty reasonable here. Mm-hmm. Dallas um I mean, even coming back from the regular season, the qualifiers started Mm -hmm. to already look a bit shaky towards the end there. Um, Circuit Royale, I think, was one of the more comprehensive, you know, looks from Dragons just beating Dallas and and where the gaps were. Uh, Lip seriously outplayed um, Guerrero there. And we'll talk Mm -hmm. more about the Dragons in terms of their performance uh, a little bit later on versus the Shock. But currently, you know, that was a, a pretty unfortunate game for the Dallas Fuel and, yeah. I mean, at, at this stage, you had no reason to doubt Shanghai. yet six 6-0. They beat Toronto 3-0. Okay, did Toronto look sure. competitive? Absolutely. But Shanghai mm-hmm. still 3-0. Shanghai 3-0 again. No reason to doubt Shanghai. Move on, on to the lower bracket. Now, this was a very interesting game because I think a lot of people would have maybe still expected, like, right, you lose to Shanghai, but Fusion have problems right now. Either they have COVID. They're not in the facility. Yep. They lost yeah. to Spark here. Yeah. Spark obviously also look insane, but a little bit more about that later. Um, Fuel maybe had a good shot. Yeah, but then Fuel came in, seems like <laughs> played very similar things to what they did versus the Dragons. Obviously, that's probably not a lot that you can change overnight. yeah Personally, I'm still not a fan of the lucian Mora. I, I think it's had an oh. abysmal win rate over wow. the the tournament and the stage so far. Um uh, yep. and then you look at this hundred and twenty-two meters on New Queen Street, which by the way was a map pick from Dallas Fuel. Um to be fair, Philly, I thought also threw a map pick by going to Route 66. They won yeah, that though. And I think this was the key map, right? Kings Row looked good. Dallas came back. One minute True. full full completion of Kings Row. Nutty. Sparkle carried. Yes. Uh, but then what the hell happened the next two maps? Like something this this Dallas feel that had played between Kings Row and Route 66, completely different team.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll give Yesuke a lot of, you know, crap. Um, I'll flame his takes. But uh coming into the season, I think he rightly looked at this team and you know, pointed out that, you know, some things change, but uh, for the Dallas Fuel, not having a hitscan player uh, kind of remains the same. You know, I think yeah. this meta entirely has been a locker shoving, a rinsing, a swirly for those in the know of, of Gurio. And I feel bad because it's his rookie season. I think he has a lot more yeah. to prove, but the fact that they are leaning back into like this Lucio Moira, like kind of like all in yeah. style, it doesn't signal a lot of strength in the meta. I don't think they have a good grasp on things. Uh, you know, looking at the matchup as it shook out, you know, coming into the Philly game, like I was genuinely impressed with Philly. I obviously was very critical of Dallas coming into this stage, even in the qualifying games. Like, This didn't surprise me, but I can understand how it would surprise a lot of people just because of how, you know, Dallas can just kind of will some things together, can get it across the line. Rush obviously is a very good coach, but in terms of styles, in terms of what is played right now and what is considered good right now, it seemed like Philly had a lock on this. Yeah,
2: Uh, I like. I once again have to get on on that point because, like, if I don't make it in these situations, then nobody's ever going to believe me until the next time it rolls around, right? But like the the point that we made about ju- justice not finding the specific or the good matters for them, and that a lot of what determines which team is good and then great. Being like hitting the right matters for you is manifested right now in the Dallas Fuel because last year the old pony trick of like Lucio Moira worked to a decent degree until it didn't in the play, uh, in the uh, season playoffs, right? And then you just suck, then you just suck. That's unfortunate. So, showdown as well, then
0: got exposed there, yeah, for sure. So like,
2: either whatever is in the fabric of your team works at that time, which is unfortunately completely random. And to a degree, yes, you can force matters by, like, the thing that you're very good at being played above average and therefore making it seem like it's the only, you know, like, Nash Equilibrium, um, meaning, like, perfect play Overwatch. Perfect, like, you know... AI interpretation of the balance states of the game, which is never is right, but like you, you can get a couple of percentage points of how a good a comp is by individual performances. Unfortunately, this is a head scan meta through and through, and but like it's been the whole year. It, it, it has been the whole year, and therefore it has also never been like a meta state where the Dallas Fuel looked like they could win a championship.
0: I would, I would say that yeah. Zarya gave them a lot of room to work with in the kickoff yes. clash. Like and Zarya yes. really took off with them. Not only that, but it was a Zarya Reaper meta, and, and Reaper has been shown to be one of the, the better heroes for Edison. Um, mm-hmm. and they didn't have to rely on, when I say hit scans. talking about like the Watermaker type of heroes, they didn't have to Correct. rely on that. Sojin is a lot more... We're going to compare Soldier 76 to Sojin. Although I say we've had a hit scan meta the entire year, because Soldier 76 was pretty busted in yeah. kickoff clash. Um not as precision focused as Sojourn is currently, mm-hmm. which is why you're seeing more of a head scan gap in the second stage now, mid season Madness, than we did in Kickoff Clash. So, yep. not being mm-hmm. able to run Han Benzaria, being forced to play in a Sojourn meta where it's pretty clear where some of the gaps are, these are the things that I think sure. are really affecting the Dallas field. So, I don't buy the whole like, oh, you know, they just weren't coordinated. When they were coordinated, they were winning. It's like, no, it's very matchup specific. You'll notice that they're <laughs> yeah. much more coordinated in matchups where they can get away yeah. with Lucio Mori when Edison gets to get away with playing the Reaper. Yes. And then lo and behold, mm-hmm. that doesn't work on other maps. It's not a coordination issue. That's that's a that's a team composition difference for me. Yep. So
1: and like yeah. it's not even I don't even chalk it up to just just Sojourn. I think that like people will jump to like, oh well everybody's playing so much Sojourn, and, like why can't you know, why can't Gurio just play So you know Sojourn? Like we're also seeing other picks come in and actually be quite successful. Obviously, Apex coming in with Ash it's you know a little bit more map specific sure but Mm -hmm. we're also not seeing that either so i don't i don't see the coordination argument because they're literally drafting compositions to make sure that they're like hyper coordinated like lucio moira like is is a very clear game plan the problem is is like it is it is one dimensional as it gets like it is a unga bunga head you know face hunter deck you know red deck wins type of you know it's as
0: this is the most red deck team I've seen yes. in the entire league. Like Dallas Fuel, yep. and to be fair, they've been good at their entire identity for a year and a half has been... Agreed. We are going to be better. It's been successful. Rushing into with Lucio Moro-type yes. compositions, even when they're not playing Lucio Mora. right? That's been their style. Mm-hmm. Even when we watch the Zarya Reaper, they're very fast. They're very quickly able to capitalize on top of your team and just collapse on top of you. That's been their strength for about a year and a half. But mm-hmm. in a sort of situation where Sojin's... The first pickability ability with the rails and everything like that it makes such a yeah. humongous difference. And then you get to play maps where yeah. sniping does matter. I mean, forget about Route 66 here, but what about the circuit rail from Shanghai versus Dallas? I mean, that was a very clear game in terms of where the differences were. Um, yeah, these things get revealed. Uh, very quickly now, let's <laughs> just because I do want to actually get into yesterday's recap. We're not going to get bogged down too long with this. Yeah. um this. Yeah. also went out in two. Now, part of, me, part of me thinks, okay, well, maybe the writing was already on the wall, considering they did lose to Fusion and then they True. lost to the Spark. But then I think the coping was like, yeah, but Fusion were playing out of their minds. M3 was extremely good. He was. Spark are playing their mind, out of their minds. And Shy and Alpha E are just too good. They are. Mm-hmm. The Soul Dynasty also have a history of beating those teams. And then they don't. And I, I think it was, I think, obviously, after losing to Atlanta, you're like, well, okay, well, Soul is just done here. But, man even if Seoul beat Atlanta, I think this would have been really upsetting for Seoul because this is a team that's the defending champion from the Apex side at Kick-Off Mm Clash. Atlanta just got wrenched by the London Spitfire. Like, that shit wasn't close. I casted both these games. Atlanta got wrecked by London, right? This This is a team that Seoul should not have had issues with, and yet, you know, the Atlanta lower bracket buff seems to come in again. Seoul, they're not... Popping off as hard as you'd usually expect. Profit's trying his hardest. Stalker, to his credit, did really well in the maps that he was in. Fitz was very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and the backline were good at moments, but not as insane as they had been in the regular season. So Soul Dynasty came in very cold this tournament. Um, they played a lot of Smurf Zarya as well. And yeah. while, you know, look, I'll be the first person to say that Smurf is the joke. like he is the Jack of all <laughs> Tag so far. I hate that yeah. that's a term now, by the way. Um but, it is, sorry. It, but it doesn't mean that i think that he should just play zarya everywhere like it is yes. a, a, a matchup specific thing because i think there's like people get confused because i'm like yeah smurf's the most flexible tank you can just play it all and then i'm out also there saying like man smurf should get off the zarya it sounds like a contradiction but people don't get that the matchups do matter like yeah your picks on specific maps do matter and so like it's the whole yeah. ash conversation as well like people are saying like oh are you, Advil thinks Ash is the best hero now. It's like, on certain matchups, <laughs> on certain maps, yes. I, that That's doesn't good, mean yeah. I think he, she should get played everywhere. Because I was mm-hmm. criticizing Sokka for playing Ash on Lee Jung Nightmark and all that kind of stuff. I'm like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: It's just playing a lot of non-Soujin overall. And and people were like, oh, the, 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 you said Ash was better. It's like, not, not 100% of the time. Ash is better in certain situations. For example, on New Queen Street, mm-hmm. you definitely should probably play an Ash over Sojin, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Maps like... Dorada, the escort maps. You know the 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 heavy hit scan snipers are, in my opinion, definitely better. Um, you know, in certain parts like Kings Row A, I think Ash is pretty reasonable as well. Like there, there are certain parts of oh, different really? yeah. maps and different maps where Ash is favourable. Doesn't mean I think you should play Ash everywhere. Which is why I was annoyed that Stalker started on that, <laughs> and then you had the whole Prophet Cassie, which probably shouldn't have worked. I actually wanted them to lose yeah. it. When I saw that, I was like, bro, you you just need to lose. I think I hope soldiers just so just lose right now because <laughs> this is an awful call to make um
1: (laughs) it was so many heroes like across the board like i'd be interested in like the stats on like how often they were swapping heroes because smurf played zarya winston doomfist what else wrecking ball Prophet, and stalker also swapped on and off with the tracer and the genji and the ash and the sojourn and then Fitz comes in like this team was all over the place like yeah we get it you're flexible but like i have to wonder if that like didn't help matters right like it seemed like we were trying to do a little, too, little bit too much when Atlanta comes out, shows like a Lucio Moira look is like that coordinated. Like, yeah, this might be a bad decision, but if we all do it together, like it's very coordinated credit, you know, to, you know, what we were talking about with uh, the Dallas Fuel, but I, mm-hmm. ah, it, that was just all over the place. And, and then not to see like up to the level of performance you would expect out of somebody like Fitz out of somebody like profit, like some yeah. flashes of brilliance, but it just wasn't, wasn't all there.
0: Wasn't all there so super disappointing for soul um damn yeah. i mean i think i think people have to definitely understand that this is a major underperformance from soul there, there are like some really cringy na fans out there that are like oh they suck you know this was this was expected you know like as as no. if like as yeah. if this was always the case like so <sighs> obviously like fucking garbage and obviously mm-hmm. like every apec team is just gonna lose straight all right it's just so such so disingenuous you have to yeah. understand where teams overperform and underperform. You can't tell me that the team that just got roasted by the London Spitfire were expected <laughs> to beat the Soul Dynasty. There's no shot that you expected yeah. that. Yeah, like, you're fucking expects... lying. You are lying through your fucking teeth if that's what you said was going to happen. No one predicted yeah. this game. Yeah, yeah. Only the hardcore Reign all... yes. fans would have ever predicted this game, yes. this game and out of, out of pure loyalty.
1: These like, are all just, like, salty people who, like, missed on their pickums because of X or Y, and then are just like, oh, yes, we always do that show with Apex X alone, Zarya alone, like, guys, come on, please, like, l- go back, watch some of these games, go back, watch the finals against Shanghai, like, Prophet and Stalker sure. individually, like, have been some of the best performers in, like, all of overwatch league this season it would be as uh,
0: disingenuous as saying like oh, of course london we gonna fucking lose to mayhem you dumbass why did yeah. you think london was gonna be that would be equally as disingenuous yeah. upsets yeah, yeah, are upsets yeah. for a reason no one expected london That's... to get reversed by mayhem no one really expected salt to lose to rain like these these were yeah. these were huge upsets right
1: mm-hmm. yeah 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 it is it is pretty crazy it opens up some cool storylines like atlanta again you know, circling back to what Avril said kind of, you know, at the start of the show, like again, you can't really count out Atlanta in these loser bracket okay. runs. Like any melee fans
0: in chat, like this is sure. a mango run, guys. Like I don't Start ourselves with Atlanta versus Houston. We're gonna officially get into this now.
1: Sure. I mean this was this doesn't surprise me. I think Houston got pretty far, all things considered, you know, that Toronto game, uh, while it was always Houstonable you know what Houston's going to play. You know exactly what to expect. Every single map, at least London, can be a little bit more flexible. Whereas, like, <laughs> if it's not Escort, you're going to get Doomfist. That's it. Like, it is, It is. you are hoping and praying, if you're a Houston fan, that Merritt and Pelican just have games of their lives, and they just, like, hard carry the game. And now, to be fair, Merritt has been phenomenal. Pelican has his moments. Dante is still a great Doomfist. But is that the composition that's dominating the meta? Absolutely not. Are these the picks that are dominating the meta? Absolutely not. Genji, not so much. Sojourn, 100%. Like, I think their backline is definitely slept on, but like this, if any game was to be expected, I feel like this one was was kind of set in stone uh, as,
0: as the bracket kind of filed this out. This is a pretty 50-50 game for me. I, I didn't know who to go for here. I think I wanted to go for Reign, uh, not because of Soul, but due to the fact that I know that Rain are a good lower bracket team that, that has these really insane yeah. runs through the lower bracket. Um, and I also feel like I. Houston's previous game, uh, who did they play just before this? Uh, they lost to somebody, didn't they? Who did they lose to? Do you guys remember? I don't. I don't want to back out of the screen to check the bracket. Who Houston? Houston lost to somebody. To Houston NFL. lost
1: to the Glads. Okay, yeah, and, then, and that
0: that game was yeah. like, that was a comprehensive loss. That was a big ass yes, 3-0 like, that did not look close. Doesn't doesn't shock um, me. Um, yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I wasn't feeling great about houston and sure i'm still trying to buy in a little bit more to the piggy winston and the piggy non-sigma picks um yeah. the whole dante piggy situation is like by the way that is that's like an advanced form of false <laughs> and mirror from the from the vancouver titans yeah. right it's like that but like it, it actually kind of works right mm-hmm. so you know how there's like you know in the world in the real in real life you have people that are called functioning alcoholics Houston Outlaws are the functioning Doom Sigma Two trick Doom, team. Doomaholics, they're, they're, yeah. They're the, they're, <laughs> that. they're the Vancouver Titans, but they actually work. Is what it is. On I,
1: I think this is like such a good meta for Houston. And by no means do I like you can you can check my bracket. You can check some of the past shows. Like I didn't expect Houston to go deep, but when you have people like Merritt, um, I don't think anybody. I you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to speak for anybody on you know my fellow hosts here, but I don't think anybody expected Merritt to be as good. Um, I think we've seen a slight dip in terms of performance from Pelican just because like his echo is just so lauded and the Genji and the Tracer have been kind of quiet, but like, this is a meta that like wants you to make pop off plays, wants you to kind of like take over the game. Like if this, if there was ever a, a, a meta to have your DPS just like run trains on the game. And you look at like a team, like the spark, you look at a team like glads or shock. Like they're not the most, they're not playing the, the, everybody has their flaws. But like the one thing in common that they have are crazy DPS players that can just like that that hit this meta and are doing it super, super well. So like this is where Houston should be peaking. And I do, and I will circle back to what you said about the meta going into you know, the summer showdown. I won't spend too much time speculating on it, but I do have some concerns about this team if we are moving into like a very cohesive kind of uh death ball meta, let's say. Like I don't know that we're going to get the same level of pop-off performance. We could be, could not be. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little hesitant think, with, with, with Houston.
0: I think Merritt found his hero. And so if he for can't sure. play Sojin anymore, I am concerned. Cause I think I remember like last episode, we talked about Houston and I kind of apologized for the Merritt slant. I was like, you know what? Actually, I think he's pretty good now. Um, But I will be concerned about what he plays after Sojin. If we go off of a Agreed. Sojin medic, Yeah, he has been nerfed cool. in the next, on the next patch, So we'll have to see uh maybe Merrick can still make it work it it definitely is their best hero, and pelican can just kind of do it all right um yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of more concerned about pelican are you like why a a little bit like it's
1: not that i think he's bad by no means do i think he's bad but like his tracer this season has been a little a little quiet and i feel like he just always wants to play genji or echo and it feels Uh, like
0: they ever been the like super elite tracer though no, never. That's the thing, and it's that's like, that's I, where I, I like.
1: I'm a little concerned not, about them going I'm into not, the next
0: stage. I'm not that surprised by his trace of probably being one of his quote unquote weaker picks. Still, sure. not, when I say weaker, I don't mean like he's shit. I just mean like no, no, no. He, he he would prefer it's to fine. play the Genji or the Echo. Yes. Those are his yeah. two best heroes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. That said, like Atlanta, they're they're quite good. Like credit to him. Yeah, I I I don't. Was anyone surprised by that
2: uh, result? Not I, really. Right? I guess I like, so no, um...
0: I still think it was a 50-50, but maybe slightly favored for rain in my mind. So maybe closer to like a sixty-forty. But mm. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if either team took it. I wouldn't have been surprised. If it wouldn't have been upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think either team could have won this game. Yeah. yeah. Chad, yeah. correct me if yeah. I'm yeah, wrong. I'm
1: sure. Did we not have like a huge like ultraviolet play? Like, did he not just kind of show up on Anna? Am I misremembering, or was that the song? Well, game? I, I
0: think the thing that people remember is Lastro having the 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 on King's room and then yeah. oh, uh, God. dying unfortunate <sighs> and dying on uh. ended up popping trance, stuff like that. Like people yeah. definitely remember Lastro's mistakes from this game as a highlight or low light. I don't. It's I, such I, a I, shame. I definitely don't want to just blame the guy too hard because I'm sure no. there's more things than that. But like, yeah, there's there's a few question mark moments from Lastro for sure and the worst part is he's, he's not even going to be able to pay off his uh his fines from this so true so-
1: <laughs> i i mean credit to him that, that was content that was just that funny was content like just a reach to the monitors do i don't know How like you th- you'd think the league right. might have learned like hey guys like just so you know we're on camera over here camera one and is live it's the fine, hot feed.
0: he's not actually getting fined but it's a good meme. that's good, it's yeah. good meme. it is
1: it is a great meme i think it's fucking hilarious Yeah, it
2: should like. I'm not even sure why I said what I said because like normal in a normal sane society, like this is just what happens, right? Like
1: it is what it is. Like we're we're all mostly adults here. Like yeah, we want everybody to have fun, but it's harmless, guys. Like if anything, there's there's other things that happen, like even match chat. That's a little bit more a more more
0: mature adult sport, anyway. Yes, yes. You know, this is
1: this is very tame.
2: We're we're off Disney Plus. We can we can live it up. You know. Yes. Yes. Like we're we not, need in, we're like not in
0: Disney anymore. People are allowed to be <laughs> really, really, really funny. Um funny. Yes. Look, all I'm
2: saying is like the way Johnny ate the banana was more vulgar. You know. I, I would. Agree. I was,
1: where's the fine for that? Eating eating shit the long way just can't can't happen. I'm I'm yeah, down with like the Kigurumis and like the Feedy pajamas, but like eating shit the long way, like come on, reinforce you got to stop. That's, by the way, that's... this
0: matchup by the way was really funny to me. There's there's something cursed about seeing Hawk and Piggy in a Winston mirror. <laughs> very something cursed. really cursed yeah, about that yeah. to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very. Is, very is cursed. it the, is it the animal names or? No, it's just neither it of them down, quite, but quite good. none of them are main. No, none of them are main tank plays. They're both they're both, yeah, both off tank. Off. Players. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I also want to comment. I think I've been really impressed by Venom here, and it, it really mm-hmm. starts with him coming up to par versus soul and people will remember his 1v1 versus Prophet that kind of decided the final map on Zhang, right? Um, Venom has just been kind of going from strength to strength, especially in a position where, I mean, it's not Nero's fault that he's not as good on the Tracer. He's not... That's not his role on the team. Venom's the Tracer guy. But, yeah, I mean, the more I see Venom, I'm like, damn, this team is starting to look really good with this Venom Tracer. Mm-hmm. You know, as Hawk gets better on these dive tanks that are not the usual off-tanks that he plays or the Doom... Yep. Um, Atlanta Reigns' dive is starting to come up to scratch. You know, where they fail now in the Ryan Rush, which is such a weird 180 from last year, because last year yeah. they were specifically known that was like their comp that was for best it. at that. And now they're. I would heavily argue they're a much better dive team than a brawl team. Um, yep. Having, I, I guess, Venom here and having Doom be a, a strong pick for Hawk, but now transitioning to stuff like Winston definitely helps out. Mm-hmm. They just need both of these guys between Piggy and Hawk... Need to do the Bernard thing and start learning <laughs> like a ball as well. Or something it's crazy yes. that Bernard can do that. We'll get to shyness, we'll get to shy Bernard and Hangzhou Spark in a second. Though. <laughs> Any final thoughts on rain versus Outlaws?
1: I think again, like, uh, we will have to see what uh, their next matchup looks like later today. But, uh, I, I would not, I think, I think we I can say confidently that Atlanta rain are a, a lock for playoffs. I think like next meta should be really good. I think. You know, not necessarily banking on Speedily, but having that in your back pocket is always phenomenal. And having Hawk, you know, spend a little bit more time learning some of these tanks and, and officials is fantastic for the longevity of this team. Uh, I see Atlanta doing really, really well in, in Summer Shadow.
0: Let's go. Yeah. Cool. Oh. All right. What Speedily adds to the team? I don't know. Double flex DPS meta, maybe. Sure. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, kind of hyped for
2: that one. But by the way,
0: yeah, it's gonna be a big changer, I would say.
2: I, I don't know, like we, we'll, I'll eventually talk about it. I'll eventually make content about this. But like Overwatch Two was a hard reset or a soft reset for sure. a lot of things, and rookies are once again up, my dude. Like it, it really feels like if you look at how the numbers shake out, like. Every season in like from season one to season two and from to season two to season three and even from mm-hmm. season three to season four. And sorry, from season two to season three, like that's when um, rookies had a lot of utility. And then when we went from th- season three to season four, now the veterans sort of seem to now get the hang of it. Like veterans were pretty strong in like what they provided. Sure especially those that were filtered for the hero pool stuff and could ha- still hang in Season 4 where, like, really solid and, like, teams with veteran status got far. This has been a self-reset. And I feel like, generally speaking, I expect a very promising so- rookie to land much more often than mm-hmm. uh, I would have coming into Season 4, for instance.
0: Speaking of rookies, let uh, move on to our next game here. Fusion versus Mayhem of which there are right. seven rookies <clears throat> in this lobby yeah. alone, only three veteran yeah. players. And one of them was pretty much perma bench last year as a joke main tank replacement for OG <laughs> who took his mental vacation. Yeah. And also Exy who didn't play last year at all. So an Angot god who wasn't here. So we have three veterans of which yep. Checkmate had the most game time, which was almost none. <laughs> But anyway,
1: yeah. this game on, on offer rolls, fusion yeah.
0: mayhem this game. I
1: I'm still like, I know this is weird to say for all like the fusion, you know, copium huffers, uh, because they have been like so wishy-washy this season. But like, I think this, this land performance, I guess they're not on land either, but like, I think it's fair to call this like an offline ga- like, game. Um, I've been very impressed by fusion, like as a whole, I think Fixa in general has been kind of quiet, but he also plays main support. So like, how often do you have an opportunity to kind of flex a little bit? But I think Amgod's dealt with tracers incredibly well. I think this game's a great example of that. Um, obviously, I don't need to really speak on MN3 and Zest. I think Zest has been like, bit, like stepped up big in this game in particular. I think you could probably leverage some criticisms in some of you know Philly's other games. So he was kind of quiet, but I think he stepped up big here. And Belisria, I feel like, is, a, is, is slowly becoming the star for this team. I feel like his ball is nuts. I think they play around it well, too. Like, he's just kind of autonomous, running around, doing crazy shit, like calling dives and stuff, and the team's always there. And then you have MN3 as, like, a plus-two player on escort. Like, that's a lock. Like, Fusion's a scary team. Fusion's
0: dangerous. Well, we know that Fusion's peaks are very high. I mean, we've seen the yep. Fusion peaks. Unfortunately, yeah. their lows have been pretty low as well. But their peaks are exceptionally high. Um, When, when you know, the cylinders are firing, when the rookies aren't nervous— they're sort of able to yes. play their comfortable heroes. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, the ball has been Bellashree's best hero by far. And I by think he he, uh, he didn't really get much of a... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't really get much of a chance to play in a kickoff clash. Yep. Uh, wasn't really much of a ball meta. Um, ball is a lot more playable now. Like, way more playable mm. than I actually thought. I even gave it credit for. So, you know, it really just comes down to people giving ball more of a chance, I suppose. Um. Yeah, it, it's just... It's a better look from the Philadelphia Fusion. Um, both these teams have an interesting story because I would say that both Mayhem and Fusion are well oh. overperforming expectations for this tournament. Oh, in the sure, sense sure. that... I honestly didn't expect much from the Fusion given that they had gone pretty 50-50 in the regular season qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, you could argue that if they didn't have the extra tournament points from kickoff, they probably wouldn't even be here. Um, you... Yes, they'd had they'd have that insane performance versus Salt, which was great to see. But then they all mm-hmm. got COVID, and then they had the the issue yeah. where they can't play in their facility. They can't. They don't. They're not in the same room. You know that always really impacts performance. And and obviously they're yeah. sick. They're actually fucking sick because they have COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't expecting much. I, I thought Fusion would was yeah. this tournament. Mayhem as well wasn't expecting a lot. Uh, I thought they were one of the weaker teams from NA coming into this. I think most people would agree. Um, and both teams really surprised both played you know to their to large their potential uh the reverse sweep from florida versus london uh um, impressive you philly, can't take that away from philly them. beating right. the teams that they beat i'm forgetting who they beat, mm-hmm. they, beat they beat some teams. They, they beat beats. dallas actually dallas which, which is really yep. which is you know, unfortunate dallas but really cool from the fusion yeah um once again uh, you actually had by the way after this particular game you had kai tweeting out like you know and 3 and zest are unreal or something like that You <laughs> said they were <laughs> yeah. crazy um yeah. they really were like this is one of the few matches i think we have this conversation before recording this is one of the few matches where i feel like both m and three and zest popped off at the same time because usually yeah. so, usually yeah. it's one of them and one or the quiet. other quiet yeah
1: yep this was like a vintage like early season philly where it's like you come out and like zest is on the genji and he's like just getting plus twos like he's trading up like he's getting a ton of value with his dashes just assassinate motherfuckers like it was impressive, like, oh shit, okay, I see what everybody was hyped about with Zest, and like M and 3's kind of come into his own now. And it felt like in these qualifying games, Zest kind of took a step back, but this game in particular was was a big one. I think they both were were very much alive in, in this deep game. But to comment, now that we have it on screen, I'm kind of over the Florida mayhem in the brawl. Like someone is just just out there he's just doing things swinging stuff doing charges like they don't feel like super coordinated i i I thought this in particular the king's row a macro here was just like very confusing um when you have swap priority like this like it was rough
0: i feel like mayhem play this to try and this is one of those moments where like let's test out how prepared fusion and the apac region are for ryan brawl right it's one of those kind of moments because someone is also a flexible enough player that he's like Yep, I can play the Ryan. I can play. Th- I can play everything sure. you want. Um, you have RuPaul, and animal that can a- animal animo that can just do this kind of stuff as well. Check, make, play, tr- tr- whatever. They can play all the things yeah. they need. Obviously, there's no May here uh, for the those people they might be confused. Like, well, they're not playing the May. Well, they, they're obviously not going to do that versus a dive team. But you're not wrong. I, I feel like Florida do not look as they don't no. look polished on this comp. I don't know. And I criticize them in the Houston game for being. Way too individualistic in their playstyle in terms of individual players sure. trying to do too much of their own thing, um, yep. not necessarily having faith or trust in the team and just kind of going off and doing and trying to make their own plays to try and save the game, um, and yep. this is the type of composition where you need pretty flawless team coordination where everyone does have to be on the same page as far yeah. as how you're going to move around the map and all that kind of stuff, um, yeah, I, I think teams outside of London trying to play this because even Atlanta playing this was not a good look. Like Rain no. Rain with Hawk on the, the Reinhardt is still you know, he needs to get he needs some more practice. Unfortunately no. hard to do that in Overwatch Two when you can't really play the game but yeah it's um it's a work in progress for sure. I think no one except London should really continue trying to mm-hmm. run this. It's just not a good look.
1: Yeah especially when you have like I don't doubt that someone is, like, a great player. Like, we've seen him perform extremely well on Zarya. Last meta, we've seen him have a monkey. Like, his Rein, like, doesn't seem like it's getting a ton of help, and I don't know if we'll get to it uh, in terms I of the clip that's, that's being shown on screen. I, I would tend to agree. Like, he's just left out on an island once they get towards the end of B. Like, they get, I, think, I believe they get full held. Or not full held, but they get held on B. Um, and someone is just, like, left out in the open. Like, people are running flanks. People are kind of running, like, wing positions. And he's just, like, Hoping that his Baptiste heals him and like he's just a payload sitter guy and he has to like try to make a play with the charge and then he feeds a little bit and it's just like it doesn't seem coordinated like I'm kind of over it like I think that they look genuinely really cohesive when obviously they run Lucio and Moira but on the maps that you can't um. I just don't know that the, the wins well, or the uh the Reinhardt's look.
0: The the small improvements are this Bones I'll throw a Mayhem is that they they did look much improved after the Houston game. It was probably important that they got rolled by Houston to then be able to step up to beat London. I don't think this team like for example, if you have Mayhem versus London in the upper bracket and that's Florida's first game, I think Florida lose. I think Florida beat London because they lose to Houston first and it it reveals issues that they need to address as ASAP. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think also we, we're just like in a situation,
2: especially with hitscan matters, right? Where it's like hitscan is the most volatile role to day-to-day performance. It's like, you, you know, like how in CS, like a player, like literally the in-game leader can just hit the golden ratio of aim and just like drop 30 on your head.
1: Right. Yeah, don't they have like a specific role for like fragging IGLs? Where it's just like, yo, that's like the golden goose. Like, if you can get somebody that can actually play call and like frag out, like that's yeah, nuts. No, no,
2: no, that's not not what I mean. What I okay. mean is, you can have like a five kills average per day uh, per match IGL. That's just a big brainer that you therefore have on your team. But like every once in a while, the human body is capable of. Just giving you hand-eye coordination that's like otherworldly. Like you're being it's like you're being played because you're an NPC and you drop 30 on someone's head. And I feel like that's to a large degree the variance that a hit scan can have is, from a day to day performance is so vast. It's not just like when you have a pop-off day, what happens is like the first five guilds you get, you impress yourself with that, and then it's just confidence. You fly into every single angle like you're the best player in the world. And I feel like a lot of the time, that is also the thing that you see with Philly, where it's like, you they have backline uh, survivability issues. It's something I talked to MN3 about, right? Now, you don't have backline survivability issues if your DPS just kill the opponent first and you're proactive but that confidence comes from having the first five kills be otherworldly and then realizing you have a, a great aim day, right? And I feel like that's why we see a lot of volatility in like teams that are sort of evenly matched and even maybe like one tier separated or maybe even two, where it's like if you're on, you're on and you have a chance uh, to, you know, like strike upwards in matters whenever like some something like sojourn works, because like you can just have the right click moments where you just take over a, a a fight, right? Like sure, yeah. If I if I think back yesterday to like this proper uh moment on ah what was it? Mm. I had like a five k, right? Yeah, Sojourn circuit.
0: that a few
1: circuit,
2: yes. Like, it, that's just, like, the type of performance that you can uh, bring on this hero. And you, if you're just on that day, and yeah. to be fair, proper is on quite a bit more than others, yeah. then you're just taking over the game. Long and the that's... Game. Like, we, we talked about this, uh, like, being less so the case yeah. in Overwatch 1, and that we want to be a game like this. I think 5v5 has contributed to that variance a lot more, which makes it exciting, right? Like, the, yes. the variance of results feels wider than it did before let's
0: talk about uh, the rest of this matchup really quickly as well where florida up two one fully forget to pick one of the signature maps in new queen street and florida have this kind of read compositionally that they want to hard counter the ball with a sombra and just kind of dive yeah. now this works for reasonable amount of few minutes maybe the first 50% of the game even if I want to be generous but I think eventually you have this kind of classic Philly thing where their dive takes over the Sombra is well Sombra does as Sombra does which is Mm -hmm. not a very good hero to be honest with you You are taking a huge risk playing Sombra every time you try I respect that they want to go for this ball counter but that's a very one-dimensional way to try and win um maybe they could have won but but at the end of the day, this is one of Philly's best maps. M3's Ash yep. is wild on here. Zest Trace is stealing payloads again. Bellastria Ball is so good here. I mean, this is a quintessential Philadelphia Fusion map. And, um, you know, I think this is classic Fusion coming on in, and they had the overall stronger base strategy that was more difficult to beat. I, I have to credit Florida for at least, I think, having the having an attempt at trying to read what Fusion were going to do here to make a bit of a hard counter play, whereas I feel like Dallas just picked this map, went here, forced the Lucio more again because this is a reasonable yeah. Lucio more map, and just tried to play this with, with very little consideration to why Fusion would want to go here if they had the map choice to go here instead, which they didn't, but Dallas kind of did it for them. So Florida tried something. Credit to them mm-hmm. for trying, but yeah, no, I, I just don't think it's... You really can beat Fusion here without being able to beat their dive.
1: Yep. I think like you need, I I don't, I don't hate Sombra inherently. I just hate the way that it's been used. I think like to Yiska's point to kind of touch on like how much we have to kind of soft reset things. I think teams hopefully will, and I'm not going to, I'm speaking out of school here because obviously it's not my job to like study this game, but I, I feel pretty strongly in saying that Sombra is like a very slow hero. Like you, you don't have a ton of time to punish them or have these, like, big punish windows like you used to. um. So I think, like, drafting big bunny ears for audio listeners, drafting Sombra in, like, really fast style compositions, or, like, having these, like, double flex, or, like, it's not clear, like, what pace you want to play as the Mayhem. Well, you need to and, the it's, and it's calendar. just rough. You can't play counter-dive yeah, exactly. unless
0: you're waiting for Bellastry to slam in and you're trying to get the hack on them. That's Overwatch 1. That's where you're like, okay, right. the ball's going to come and we're going to hack the ball when they dive and then we can kill the ball with the six second window. Here, yeah, you have to go first. It's a damage up And I just, don't
1: think, I just don't think
0: the sumbra is it's like, a,
1: that, that's f- in this game. Like, it tra- just doesn't
0: work. You're playing second Tracer that does less damage and has to run away w- much quicker. Um, you're playing a less carry potential Tracer is what it is. So you're basically playing two Tracers, but only one of them is actually Tracer. The other one's just doing cosplay. Yes. now given that i think it is a pretty quick composition you do want to play fast but it, it gets the, the deeper this game goes the better it gets fusion and by the five minute mark fusion mm-hmm. take over and it's already starting to get way too late they're already starting to snowball here one thing that you one thing about this game though um can't blame animo there you go checkmate <laughs> checkmate uh, the chess uh, move not the player but you can't honest. blame animo here
2: you can't underestimate my ability to blame animo but uh
1: he, he, he I don't I don't recall anything egregious here, um but it's I don't know about that guy. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I he had
2: some pretty gung dung beats, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Can so you yeah. Do? They go back to over towards the Ryan stuff here. I can't remember if this works or not. I mean this goes the distance, doesn't it? Yeah, I believe so. And, like, I'm uh, not, I'm
1: not mad at this here. Like, it, it makes this sense. Is one of those, this I think. is one
0: of those classic, you know, M and three's carry moments. Any final thoughts on fusion uh, before we linger on this too long? We still got two more games to get through before preview, so we got to, um, we got to speed no, through this one. Not right really,
1: now. A, they're impressive. I don't know how far they're going, but they're they're dangerous. Not, to,
0: not somebody to sleep on. Cool. We'll play out the uh, the highlight from the very end here because I think it's worth looking at. Mm. Um. Where is it? Gotta go find this. It was a pretty legendary moment, not gonna lie. Pretty damn legendary from (laughs) the Philly Fusion. People said that this MN3 moment was almost, pretty much equivalent, almost equivalent to the Carpe Night Market Clutch from Watermaker versus the um, Boston Uprising. There was even a, someone um, stitched together the videos, the clips from both of them, and it's actually uber-casting twice, by the way, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. yeah it's just like it's it was like a father-son moment like you had the car what would it make a clash coming <laughs> through from main and then this time around it was the m and three you know uh ash plays coming through a main again and it just he just pops off you know it starts here he's already got two yeah it, this was a this was a pretty chilling moment i gotta say this is like these moments is is what you live for watching esports yeah. in any game
2: yeah yes the winnable.
1: Very vulnerable. There it is. This is this is this is where mm-hmm. like hey, I I wish I wish so dearly that we had a land environment. Like this is where audiences go crazy. This is where like yeah. you really be- fall in love with a video game and you fall in love with narratives around like becoming a Philly Fusion fan and like mm-hmm. really celebrating them. Like being in that environment must be crazy.
0: And the only thing you don't get is unfortunately you don't get the pop off because well, Fusion don't have the cams on because they're all at home. So yeah, other than that really cool okay yep. let's move on to the match of the day man holy shit this was a good game this was an unbelievable match who thought that this Spark was... versus Gladiators would produce one of yeah. the very this... best Overwatch games of the entire year <laughs> yeah I don't even know if I want to say yeah. all the time just yet this is, this is in the top tier of games of all time really I don't yeah. know if it's number one but it's up there it's on the list it's on the short list of best Overwatch games of all time oh yeah 100
1: percent and then like i can't help but echo that sentiment where you like you look at yesterday's schedule and it's just like oh yeah like i'm really looking for you know shock and dragons that should be a banger spark uh they're kind of wishy-washy glad should kind of like rinse them out no big deal like yeah shy and alpha you're great but you know it's spark you know we've seen them but boy howdy was that just flip-flopped it's nuts sparker on a different what do you
0: Where do you guys? How do you guys look at these two teams now after seeing this performance?
1: I think the two best
0: teams, maybe almost. We're still going to talk about shock (sighs) in a second. So
2: Mm,
0: for Gladiators, yeah, but like
2: Hangzhou is too too inconsistent for me to to go there. Like they they if they can deliver this consistently, and of course, like we will have to talk about this in the pred. But like, yeah,
0: um. Like, they're not on top of APEC, right? And they—they they, it's not like they're they currently recent are. form. They're currently the best APEC team as of right now. Sure, as of this sure. Exact Not In model, terms of are. form,
1: just like number-wise, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like this is...
1: They they, they gotta
2: convince me a little bit more. Uh, but I will say, like, Fair. this is just an, an insanely stacked roster, right? Like, And mm-hmm. once again, like, in a meta like this, if your
1: DPS are on fire you just take over games, right? Yeah, you are feasting and like uh, shine alpha. Yi, like I, we, we saw some flashes of brilliance earlier on in the tournament, but uh, this game was something different. Both DPS just having games of their lives. I thought, you know, alpha Yi's tracer in general coming into the season was like, uh, okay, it was pretty good, but like it was mm. the echo was the flex supports, but this has been a big eye opener in terms of his tracer performance. Like you have to kind of put this on his resume. Um, as, as one of his better remember, heroes. Like, this is dangerous. I
0: remember after this map, I called that Shu had double digit deaths or something like that. And sure. he was the only playing on double, double digit deaths. And so they were focusing the fuck out of Shu. He also yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. on Anna. And I felt like the Anna would have helped them in this matchup versus the Ball. Sure. Um, and also being able to give nanos to Patty and Reiner. I, I think mm-hmm. Bap doesn't do a lot for this team in terms of. I think Bap and Brig together is pretty strong. Like, yeah, Shu and Skewed can be kind of difficult to kill, at least in theory. I say in theory because Shu ended up getting destroyed anyway, so that didn't end up working out the way that Gladiators wanted. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm not trying to single out Shu as the problem here, but I think the Spark did a great job of dismantling the backline, whereas part of the thing for me about Gladiators' quote-unquote comeback in the series, because they had to win two in a row at the mm-hmm. end, was the substitution of Funny Asher, which uh, we can get into oh, in yeah. a second. But, um, mm-hmm. Map 2. Shit, what was Map 2 again? Map 2, they played midtown okay midtown is a really weird experience for me because on one hand i'm like bro Hangzhou spark do some crazy shit alpha he's playing out of his mind he had that insane like dupe pulse bomb you know iframe moment out playing Patty, and then he had the he had the vertical pulse bomb stick on skewed all those kind of moments but then this is like mm-hmm. also i think the one map that really exposed some of spark's inabilities to capitalize on that and how clean Gladiator's macro on the defense was because Spark, despite getting those moments, couldn't cap the point in forever. They just struggled to cap this point. They had 5v4s couldn't cap the point. Gladiator's backed off when they needed to. Not only can they not cap the point but they couldn't even get a tick. Like Each frag where you get a Mm. 5v4 should translate into instant map pressure where Mm. if the Glads choose to back off, the trade is, you will back off the reset for a 5v5, we will get a tick. But Spark never got that trade, despite having the player advantage, yeah. which was just is mind blowing to me. And they Sig9 yep. on B, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah the uh, the entire strategy overall, like I I feel like in general there 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 are maps that they lean a little bit too much on Bernard Sigma. Um, I think it's just a touch too slow. I think it's a good fine on escort, but it's
0: a good sigma map. What do you want him to play i think match. like
1: just running the dive is fine like i i don't see like this is i i understand that like this is becoming like a very slower attack side map if that makes any kind of sense um i just don't know if like this is the look because i feel like even in like the the qualifying matches like this there there were some suspect games from them um on midtown in particular like with this slower comp like it's hard to get stuff a lot you of know, people going playing
0: this, comp. this is not an uncommon comp I don't think the comp yeah. was the issue. I think I think some of the dis- I think some of the pacing was the issue. Like, okay, is Sigma's not fast, but just you don't need to be fast. Just walk. Just start moving towards sure. positioning. You just start taking some positioning. That was the uh, by the way the moment from Alfie, one of his many moments. This map. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The, one part about the series though does annoy me. Everything about the series is great except for some of the extremely cringy NA fans that like for some reason i don't know not even just like trying to shit on the spark but like we're really cringy in the way that's like as if you can't say that spark played really poorly it's here's, here's the thing like they'll say <laughs> they'll say you're biased even though the criticism was like oh yeah spark played like shit on Midtown. It's like oh clearly biased for spark I'm, like Motherfucker, I'm criticizing the spark. Are you deaf? <laughs> are you deaf? Like, I'm saying they played like shit, and you're saying that's biased. You are actually stupid. I'm sorry. You're like, you, you don't understand English. <laughs> it's clearly not your first that, language. Like, I, I, but, how do you even get to that conclusion? Un- unbelievable. That's...
2: The, the thing is, you're not giving them what they want. They want you to, like... You know, mauled in
0: front of the camera because you're the apex guy, and you you gotta
2: squirm now. I do, under for, the... I do it
0: for clicks. Like I don't even give a shit who wins. People think like people think I'm invested. I just want to see good Overwatch, which is why I love this game. Yeah, sure. yeah. And I didn't. I legitimately didn't care who won. Like as long as we got good Overwatch, mm-hmm. that's all I cared about. Um, I don't mm-hmm. have a dog in the race. People think I have like actual stocks invested. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know. Uh, Glides are actually sending me merch When I actually get that, you'll you'll start to see some <laughs> shilling you know, I'm, Again, I'm really bribable I'm extremely bribable um, Also, Shark finally followed me So, you know, I've also been bribed in that direction so, uh, know, I'm getting uh-huh. bribed in all sorts of different directions now So, don't worry about it
2: was it with casters tracking Who
0: they are followed by? That's like a weird <laughs> disease that I've heard Like, five people tell me I don't know, you're about to see the C9 coming now I think um, But anyway, yeah it's, you motherfuckers really are, like, superheroes from The Boys,
2: right? Like, you're tracking your ratings and everything. I've never seen The Boys. I should,
0: I should really watch The Boys, but I've not seen it. Uh, maybe um, you shouldn't. They're all uh, about the, to walk away from the boys. Unless you want game. to hit watch with me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. We'll stream it on Amazon Prime. Hey, Prime viewers? Let's get it. Um, mm. let's, let's, let's move through the Dorado and, <laughs> and talk a little bit about the other things and then quickly get into the shot game because that's really important because we've still got to do some previews in the app. we got about 25 yeah. minutes left, so... Um, let's let's get into it a little bit harder um this was like the shy map this was like really the map where shy proved in my mind that he is without a doubt the best surgeon in the league right any any naysayers on that Um, am i crazy about that i i'm i'm
2: okay are you doing the thing where you say he's the best and
0: then in your mind exclude proper Proper doesn't even really play this dude. hero. Proper barely plays this hero. Like I you would saw n- him fucking wipe an entire team with that hero. White <laughs> Shanghai Dragons who didn't fucking yeah. turn on their monitors in a situation oh, where they were oh, down O2. In, st- in a situation where Fledder was on zero fucking dude. kills, by the way. Did you know that? Yeah. Zero final blows, FYI. This is Fledder yeah. MVP 2020, just so you're clear. Um... <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 slapping toddlers around. He's he's like he's that guy in one of my favorite clips in the in the fucking the ball pit. And he's got those like foam things, and he's just like yeeting these foam things at children, ragdolling them across the room. I love that yeah. clip, by the way, because it's it's violence against children. Um, <sighs> in any case, legally, because none no, of the kids got hurt. They look like they enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> I'm just saying, I'm just, I think there was some, I don't know. Here's the other cringy thing about NA fans is they can't, they can't just appreciate other good players and other good things. So like, if I'm saying Shy's really good, they get really upset about that. You know? Yeah. The the most ironic thing about some of these fans is they'll call me biased when they're actually the most biased people. They they think I'm biased because I'm not praising their team 100% of the time. Like I, I think it's it's just how fandom works, isn't it? Like, it is. It's, it's just, just, but it's like it's the lack of awareness, and it's just the the ultra cringe from like, oh, he's not he's not gushing about Gladiators a hundred percent of the time, and he's not shitting on so yeah. Therefore, bias. It's like what? Because yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, don't yeah. I don't fucking wank to your team. You think that's biased? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you are the biased person here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, I feel like that's, unfortunately, just, like, what some people would know of the fandom. They would... Like, I think if you set them down in the one we won, they would just, like, have the, you know, the battle rage. It's it's basically, like, they're activating the algorithm that would have, like, otherwise made them ready for war. And, you know, someone someone has to be the fir- first that jumps out of the, uh, the trenches, right? Like, yeah. someone has to be cannon fodder. That's the algorithm, basically.
0: Any case... What a map! This was a <laughs> this was a brilliant map. I think it's a little yeah. unfortunate because I think it exposes Arns maybe a little bit here, maybe just a little bit. But mm, it's hard to uh, hard to do much of win on this level. Yeah, very difficult. Very difficult. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think also what this just showed me that like
2: that uh, the the Gladiators have the class to win a series like this is is giving me like high confidence that they are. Probably currently not only the favorites here, but the best team in the world.
0: I think macro-wise, <laughs> really? they're the cleanest team in the world. Now, without I, would, seen, agree with that. Without I seen, would agree, without having seen without having seen shock being pushed yet. Yes, I think Glad's have delivered to me the cleanest decision making and macro from like what I consider to be clean flowchart Overwatch. They were far cleaner than the Hydro Spark. Mm. This is maybe the pitfall of the Spark, Great. but I felt like the only way Spark were going to win. is is if their DPSs or other players continue having mechanical uh, outplays, which when Arns isn't able to hit shots and Shy is, is just going to be very obvious. But when when it comes down to, okay, is there a a way where we can level out the gameplay due to team macro? Um, Mm -hmm. When that happens, Spark do not look as coordinated as the Gladiators do. Some of the decision-making by the Gladiators is honestly impeccable, which is why... I'm so big on their coaching stuff, and I'm so big on... If if mm-hmm. Glads continue this and win this tournament or, or something like that, yeah, I think Fakes taking over in the head coach role is you, you can't ignore that. You really can't ignore yes. how big that is for the team because this team yep. is unbelievably clean in how they play. 100%. Yeah.
1: I don't know that yeah. I would necessarily like... I don't know that they're the best mechanically. I think, like, you can comment on how much playmaking potential that this roster has at yeah. every level, like, even their bench. Like, you can bring in Skewed, you yeah. can bring in Astra, obviously, like we saw in those last few games, or last few maps, rather. You don't see too many people, like, to circle back to what I was talking about with main supports, like, you don't see too many people, like, making plays as main support. But funny, Astro is built different. Yeah, you know, people like Xerneas are built yeah. different. Then they, they, you know, you say like, a, you those say are plus one's
0: main Say it's not even the highest mechanical team, but then you have like Kevs and yeah. Astro and Reiner and Shue and stuff on this team, and Patman yeah. in his good moments, and you know, I'm sure Arns can pop off in his time again. Obviously mm-hmm. it didn't show at this matchup, but you know, given some moments, maybe. Um, I, I, I until I see Shock, I need to see Shock versus Lies again. I said we're gonna get that today, obviously, but yeah. I need to see Shock getting pushed the way glads got pushed here, because that's what makes a team. That's because you're right. Yes. Seeing gladiators get pushed like this to a map five, when they're literal backs against the wall and they have to play out of their minds on all levels, mechanically and strategically to get out of that pit. That's the mark of like truly the greatest team. And that's, that's what I think is the most impressive thing about the gladiators.
2: Yeah. They have, they have great mental and also like, I, we we don't, like, I, I think, like, often, like, mechanically, like, talking about whoever the best team is, it's it's a little, it's a very wide subject. What I am confident is, is that they probably have the best backline in the world, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I, I would have said I that before I, this season. Bad, bad I, the season. I, yeah, I, only, I think you did. The only team I felt like that had a comparable backline, and maybe even a better backline, was Easy Jagon. Gone. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Bebe he just exists, he's there. But <laughs> given the fact that I don't think that well, Shanghai have just struggled a lot this season. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Yankee going to have had good moments, but they've also had some really questionable moments as well this season. Now, you know, without a doubt, I think Lions have the best back line in the world. I already felt like they were, they were either first equal or first yep. preseason. Now I'm convinced they're just first.
1: Yep. Without a doubt. Yep. The fact that, like, you have... Again, like I, I can't iterate enough, like how important it is to be playmakers in this video game now. Like, yeah, to circle back to what Yisco was supports talking about with five, five like, like supports week, yes, supports week, you know. Shout outs to uh, the real ones who remember that one, made support, you know, yeah. bench him, get the flex supports. But you have people like Astro, you have people, you know, that are coming in and showcasing what Lucio can do,
0: supports it's week, hard to argue. Playable. Literally bad game. Give me Overwatch One me <laughs> kills for for twenty minutes.
1: Who's asking for that? Like stupid that's, people.
0: Extremely dumb. That's crazy that. to me. Um, more people than than really should be asking for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, what a clutch map. Yeah, funny Astro had yes. insane moments on this map, and uh, I think he
1: ended with like more damage. And like he actually d- not remember actually final blows. D- than had, Patty?
0: He, no, he had more damage than Patty on the last map. That's it's really nuts
1: funny. To me. <laughs> especially like when when Patty kind of comes out and clutches to like win and just like nail in the coffin that last fight. Yeah. Like I don't know that I would expect that stat to be the the case, but again, it like just shows, credit to Astro
0: shows Funny Astro's
1: yes, it's nuts
0: in the team. As soon as he comes in, I mean it's no slight against Skewed. I think Skewed is a great player, but and he showed that on like Midtown especially. But when when Funny Astro plays as Lucio and it allows you to up the pace of the team and gives you this extra look. That Spark aren't going to be able to do. They they don't have an extra look like this that they can just pull out. Yeah, it's a big difference maker. So really looking forward to guys. I think they I think this is a a finals quality team, and I'll be interested to see if Spark can bounce back and you know either make a, a good lower bracket run. I think Spark have the quality to be at least third this tournament. Right? What do you guys think? Uh, say that again. Spark have the quality to be at least third. Oh, without a
1: doubt. Like, I feel like there is, like, a clear hierarchy now. Like, I know that, you know, coming into this, like, I was pegging, like, uh, Shanghai, Seoul, and Glad's to be, like, the top three. But right now, it feels very clear to me that, like, Spark, Shock, and Gladiators are actually the top three.
0: Yeah, I think those are the top three for sure. Let's talk about uh, a couple of those teams, though. Shock versus Shanghai. Now... Uh, we still got previews, so let's 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 do this in six minutes because then we get ten minutes left to do previews. Um, yeah, I feel like this that's probably won't take too long fair. to get through, right? Because it's a pretty quick game. Yep. Um, who who wants to rip the band aid off first?
1: Yeah, this was uh, a little bit of a mess. Um, I don't think Shanghai played particularly well. Um, I think that's fair to say. Lip was kind of quiet. Fletta, um I'm actually kind of interested to hear your opinion on this, Avril um Uh doing some review like in the qualifying matches it felt like Fleta was kind of disjointed for this team kind of was like slower on the
0: rotations kind of like didn't necessarily Uh, have the i don't know i don't know if i can speak to that i feel like he had a as with everybody else in the first two matches Mm -hmm. was really rough but then he started catching up he really started catching up and looking a lot like his old Fleta self um, I remember yeah. there was a specific Shanghai game where afterwards, well, like boom, there it is, Fleta is the meta. Yes, he's back, baby. But then I, I don't game, I
1: yeah. don't doubt that he's mechanically there. Like I, I've we've seen those those flashes, and we we remember what Fleta can do from all these seasons past. Um, I don't think anybody's going to you know discredit like how good he is. But for whatever reason, I look at and and it's maybe not a fair comparison just because proper. Like, is this like demented, crazy, like just? coming for your, your lives so crazy good. You know what this is? Um,
0: uh-huh. This is... This is the... This game, this entire three-match series, is the proper shutting down Fleta and even Lip and the whole of the Shanghai Dragons sure. and beating them. The way Faker came out in Season 3 and beat Ambition. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying that right now. This is that Faker moment for Proper. He's the young rookie yeah. coming on through. Ambition's the top player. Ambition's like the guy... Mm-hmm. If faker just comes out and fucking, you know what I'm saying. That's and the, that's the proper Flitter conversation we're having.
1: <laughs> I don't think, like, it, to play within that narrative. Like, I don't think ambition's bad, but it's it's very clear, it's at least to me, time.
0: that's the passing of the torch yes. moment, though, right? But yes, he, it, he, 100% he must like come it. back though, in
2: order to have a rise moment, and uh,
1: and uh, I think you very well could see that. I think that Fleta has more left in the tank, but for whatever reason, it feels like he is just. Slightly behind in terms of like in-game sense, the game rhythm. Like you look at proper and he's just everywhere he needs to be ever all the time. Flood is like having to catch up to these fights or having to like you know reposition. Like there's something just intangible about the way that he plays because you see him like land these sticks, he has all these crazy stick rates, he's I'd getting like- these assies, he's getting the two Ks. Like it's it's
0: more of an in-game sense thing. I also love it when people say I'm biased against the shock. When I spent the whole game shitting on the dragons, saying how bad they were and gushing over proper. And the fact that I, I'm i the guy who... Hey, guys, who started the proper hype train? Hello. You're looking at him. Yeah, you have to Sit the fuck sure. down. Yeah. I conducted that train. No, Y'all motherfuckers keep forgetting who it was. Okay? O2 it's Blast. Train whistle. O2 Blast right here. Sit down. Anyway. um,
2: Yeah, nothing. No. This nothing was just, a rendition. Like, you can play that at, at the Rookie of the yeah. Year. Watch him, right? like yes, you match. could
0: play
1: this entire match. Oh, I'm
0: getting the on, clip. I'm God. getting the clip from the O Blas Grand Finals where I said he was going to be rookie of the year. And he's yeah. just proving it. He's <laughs> he's just never had a his proper's worst game in the season is like a is like a great game for a five hundred player. Just yes. an average player. That is like yeah. an insane game for five hundred players. That's proper's worst game. And um, like
1: the the flexibility that he's doing it on and like the consistency that he's doing it in, like it's it's crazy like i cannot understand yeah. how it's, bonkers it's, this is and that's yeah it almost doesn't make sense right like oh no, it shouldn't this shouldn't be possible you should not be this good let's also
0: consider here we sorry, are sorry yeah let's also consider that i think a couple other things were really great i think i had compliments towards violet's anna here on this map that had sure. gave them some opening picks um Finn had some brilliant opening pick damage okay. as well, stuff like that. Great volleys. Um, I'm surprised by this diva. I see on the cast that I, I'm yeah. not convinced by the diva, and that's not even just my opinion. From talking to a few different coaches that are not the shock, I should probably talk to the shock next about this, about why they're running so much diva. But part of my mm-hmm. thinking is that obviously it's one of Kalouja's good heroes and his hero pool sure. probably prefers something off tanks, even though he's been playing Doom. He played Winston early on. Um but they go specifically forcing D.Va on maps like this. And mostly I think it's shit. But here's here's actually a moment where it comes out big. You're about to see it on screen now. They're about to clean up Shock. Proper's on 1 HP. Kaluj gets demed, And in a situation where Shanghai Dragons would love to go in there just to clean up both Proper and Kaluj they can't. And mm. now Proper and Kaluge get to reinforce and regroup with the rest of the team and take a 5v5. So one of the few times where, where the ult is actually good. One of the comments I actually had... From an Overwatch League coach is like, Yeah, D.Va's ultimate is completely worthless in this meta. I'm like yes. bro, absolutely it's actually just it's, it's just so good. Plus one. Which it's is just why which an, uh, is an extra is, life. Yeah, it's an extra life for D.Va. Which is why looking at this, it's like, oh my god, the the D.Va bomb did something. Like I actually did something, because mm-hmm. it usually does nothing. Um but yeah, Sam was also surprising here. I thought that Sam would yeah. not be as good as Lip on the Sojin, but mm-hmm. I guess when, when the rest great. of the team is, you know, able to really step up and Sam's got plenty of space to work through. He's getting frags. It was a yep. surprise. Sam also had a, a pretty wholesome tweet afterwards, unlike the Gladiators beating um, um, Spark, which was a very close Minor to region, by the way. loss. Um, San Francisco, after three zeroing dragons, Sam actually had a pretty wholesome tweet. Like, yeah, I had, you know, it was getting experience playing against supplies. I don't normally play against, stuff like that. Oh. So that was cool. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, dragons struggled. Both attack and defense. I don't think dragons would have even had a chance in this map if it wasn't for the fate back cap. He was back capping this payload onto second and got it maximum distance. If it wasn't for that, I, I think dragons would have been even more boomed. Yeah. I'm out.
1: Not uh, not in form in the in the slightest. So
0: we will have to see about the dragons. And then the finally the I think the one map where you know you probably expected a bit more from the Dragons in terms of the fact that yeah. they had good performances here. Fleta Sojan actually did look good here previously. Um Lip's Watermaker obviously just manhandled Gurryo on the Dallas field previously. There's a mm-hmm. little bit of revisionism They're like, oh yeah, but it's Gurryo, but it's like I mean, yeah, but if you if you minus Gurrio from that conversation and just look at <laughs> Lip's frags, it's still a better performance from Lip than it was in this performance here, right? If you if you remove Gurio from the conversation and just put would it make a bot on the other team, right? And only address the situation and only address Lip from his own personal mechanics and performance on the maps, you'll see that Lip had a bit of performance on the Dallas game than this game. Now that's not maybe completely fair given the given that Shock you have to do you do have to look at the Shock plays a little bit. Um mm-hmm. and Shock will do some things to maybe pressure out Lip. But it's a combination of I think dragons not performing up to speed across the entire yeah. series, plus San Francisco Shock being very good. Um, and both those things together, which is something that I think everyone needs to understand. Like, it's not a it's not a binary thing where, like, you know, it has to be, it's it's this is a game where both teams played their absolute best and one team was just better. I think that's the spark. Gladiator's game is a game where I could say that both teams probably played their best and one team was better. This is a game where I think one team was playing close to their best or their best and the other team was shitting the bed. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: would
2: you agree? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I hope there's still something left in them, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm kind of like I, I guess as we as we need to. <laughs> um, I feel like there's no bad match left, even in the oh, hypothetical matchups. Sure. Way. Yeah.
0: By the way, I'm back in my Shanghai Dragons hater zone. I've I'm, you're getting whiplash again. Oh no! You're getting whiplash <laughs> again. But that zero six yeah. from the Shanghai Dragons earlier yeah. on the qualifier, I was not pleased. No, and I was you like, be. I was very it's negative bad. on them. And then I was very positive on them because they started to make you believe again. Started mm-hmm. to make me believe. And now I'm like, now I'm back on the negative. You know, we 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 the, the 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 stock charts go like this, fellas. It really do be bouncing up and down. Okay. <laughs> um,
2: are you right. are you a Shanghai Fusion fan, Finn? Shanghai. What is what does that it, mean? It feels a
1: little bit like it, right?
0: Like the, that sorry, the, consistency is fusion? very
2: yeah. Fusion-esque.
0: Uh, maybe I guess I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. They this is well, actually. You know what? Let's talk. If you want to talk, we'll talk about the Preds. Let's talk about the Preds. Let's actually get into the games coming up. Okay, sure. So we got about eight minutes left. So seven minutes actually. So let's actually just let's actually um, just kind of power through. Uh, what order of games do we have? It's a, it's four maps, four series, by the way. So let's start with Dragons Atlanta. Dragons did not look good versus Shock. No. Atlanta, they did big soul. Can Atlanta be j yeah. This is, by the way, the rematch from last year. Yeah. You have to just, just before anyone makes a spread, remember Atlanta are not Shock. So that is something to consider. I'm not happy with the Shanghai Dragons right now, but I'm still debating whether I want to play Pred for Atlanta or not. I have to think <sighs> about the matches here. I think if it think if Dragons play the same way against Shock and kind of mechanically yeah. don't come up to space either, then Rain do win this one. But I don't think this is a this is this yeah. is not one of those guaranteed wins. This you have to remember, there there are certain like fan community hate spreads that they make. For example, when London beat Atlanta preceding hmm. the kickoff clash and atlanta came in everyone hate yeah. credit against atlanta and said they were going to lose and then the first match that came in they instantly won in fact they didn't stop winning they actually did they not come third in the kickoff clash atlanta? Uh, i mean they yeah look on so, so. My, so my point is is like everyone this is not necessarily yeah, third this is not necessarily yeah. directed towards you guys before everyone watching as well be very careful not to hate Pred a team just because they looked shit one game because then you get into the situation <laughs> where like they bounce back. So give, given 100%. that though, I'm still not too sure who to Pred. This one seems weirdly 50-50 for me. Yes, I think if, if, I think if Dragons played close. better against Shark, I would still Pred Dragons. But this one's yeah. this one's a much more of a coin flip than it should be for me now. So I actually don't I know. I think I...
1: Default a lot of the time to like the mean, um, and I do believe that Atlanta like is performing very well, and I and Primus. I suspect that Venom is going to be like an extremely big key factor for Atlanta to go deep in the series. Um, but it's hard to bet against Shanghai. Like, yes, they looked very poor against Shock. Um, this is... but I, I do think that's just an underperformance. So I think this goes close. I think this is like a three-two. But I I think that Dragons get it
0: done. I'll do it too. Three-two Shanghai. This is the fa- this is the last straw for Shanghai. Yep. The last time I'm giving. This tournament, anyway. The last time, this stage two, they're not giving any rope to Shanghai. Yes, go yeah. quickly. Move on.
1: I think he got it. I think He's he gone. had to use the bathroom. Okay. Hangzhou, we'll, we'll Hangzhou, Hangzhou
0: versus Fusion. I think Fusion has performed <sighs> well. But Spark. Yeah. Spark should be on a different level. Unfortunately, this, to me, it should be a Spark 3-0. Really, it should be. And if they're not, then I question Spark's ability to get to the finals if they can get there. It's sure. really yeah. upsetting to say for Fusion fans, but I think, I think it needs to be a 3-0, right? Am I wrong?
1: Um, I think it's going to be a little bit difficult, especially if like both M3 and, and Zest are like coming out on you know, then. Their, their fifth gear. I would probably lean a little bit closer to 3-1. I think okay. like
0: um, Control could be a little dicey. Dragons versus Hongjo, assuming that these are the two teams that win. You got to go with Spark, I think. I think you go Spark, and I think Spark yeah. 3-0 for this one. I think for Spark to prove their top three team that can go to Could the finals be. here, they need to shut down the dragons hard. I'm, I'm saying Spark three zero dragons here. Um, Shock versus Glads. this is fucking hard, guys. this, is, oh, this, is, this, this is comes tough. down to like my belief that Glads are the, the, the macro strongest strategic team versus yeah. like proper is the best player in the world, and he cannot be stopped, and Shock yeah. is Shock are just like you, know, a cut above as well. I I'm I'm gonna lean because I believe in the power of teamwork. I'm gonna I'm gonna believe this is gonna be a Glads three two, but it should yeah. be a gigabanger. It has to be a gigabanger. shortly.
1: I think it's a? I think it's one hundred percent gonna be a gigabanger. I think like this is the dichotomy in motion of you know incredibly talented players, but with some questionable you know compositional choices when it comes to Cole Huge um, mm-hmm. versus a team like Gladiators who maybe have that's the thing a couple of players that n- don't necessarily show up at their full potential, but they have so many, like they, I, they just
0: shoot for volume. They have so many good players. I still don't necessarily believe in the diva. And I think the glass have more looks that they can pull out. But I think, I think the simping comes back. I think prop is the best player in the lobby. All 10 players prop is number one, the entire way through. For sure. Yes, um, go fly. You have two minutes to fly through every <laughs> single game you have dragons right. atlanta spark fusion the winner of those two play and then shock lads fly through all four for me very quickly okay oh. um so shanghai
2: against atlanta that's a shanghai by what might be controversial. By uh
0: i think a three two i don't i, okay. I don't have we're, much we're lying in. we all went three two here by the way
1: we, we all yeah spark spark all three,
0: two. Two.
2: For, for, for shanghai interesting yeah um spark then spark fusion i think it's fusion again uh interestingly okay spicy. okay by how much um a uh, close one three two you think uh, spark going to
0: perform or you, you don't trust spark here you have more faith i think in philly just
2: has has like something to say in that matchup and okay
0: like i don't hate it i don't hate it yep i'm all i'm gonna say is whoever wins out of this matchup better go all the fucking way or i'm pissed yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i
2: agree
0: speaking of going the late fusion versus dragons uh, ooh, I
2: mean, you better go to f- all the fucking way. I think, like you, you, you'd be stupid at this point if you predict uh Shanghai against Philly. So I, I'm yeah. going like almost three o Philly or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, shock then Gladys. Shock plays Glad's. <sighs> I am going Glad's. I think that's a three two Glad's. Then Shock would go down into the loser's bracket against Philly, upon which point they will unfortunately win against Philly. And then yep. we'll get a rematch in the final.
0: And then Glad's just win.
1: Yep. Would agree.
0: Okay, well, that does it, guys. Um, that is episode 250, Done and Dusted. We will see you next week. If you are on the stream live with us right now and not watching for the future, I hope you stick around for the co-stream as well. Because the games start now. Catches goodbye. And welcome.